2: Welcome to dice Roll, the queerest Pathfinder podcast on the planet. We ask the hard questions like, "Would you rather fight a chicken with psionic powers or a goose with sorcerous abilities?" Chicken. Mm. Chicken. Chicken,
3: hands down. Geese terrify me.
2: I'm also on team chicken. Okay.
1: Well, chickens can be scary too.
2: Okay, but that's not their. F- okay, I want to hear your reasoning because I have the king of all arguments. No, because oh,
1: geese, chickens, you can like bat them away but they're like hard to grab they're a small target geese you just grab them by the neck
2: okay but this goose has sorcerous abilities yeah so they'll fucking set you on fire
1: and the fucking chicken has wizard abilities okay
2: but I have a I have an argument as to why the cyanide chicken is less of a threat than a sorcerer's goose okay why okay sorcerer's goose we don't know how it's sorcery manifests we can assume it's just gonna have a load of like evocation magic that explodes stuff right giving that to a goose is dangerous psionic chicken this is a downside for the chicken if it were a psionic goose it would be harder but for me a psionic chicken is not a threat because chickens are extremely stupid so I have to assume I have to assume that the psionic chicken is not going to be very good at controlling its powers so I I think
1: you're being really rude
2: stupid ass chicken
1: fuck you fuck you Fuck you and you and you and everyone. Fuck you.
3: Do you have some like personal affiliation with chickens, or I'm the chicken?
2: <laughs> okay, yeah, okay, well, then I definitely beat the chicken in a fight. Fuck you! No, you wouldn't.
1: No, you fucking wouldn't.
4: Shots fired. Fucking got him. Um. Personally, I would rather fight the chicken. Mm. Uh, fuck you. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> My brother and I both have had bad run-ins with geese, alright? <laughs> yeah, man,
2: these are f- God's real xenomorphs. <sighs> Did you know that in Ireland, sometimes farmers will forgo having a guard dog and they'll just have a goose? Goose. That's hilarious. I it's love that. F- it's fucking scary is what it is. No, that's great. It's pretty good. Would we like to play some Pathfinder? No. Yeah, I do. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. <clears> okay. <throat> Previously, in FISTS OF THE RUBY PHOENIX! Making it into the top 8 teams of the Danger Island Challenge, our heroes dined with emperors, battled with dragons, and impressed the ruby phoenix herself. But now, the real fight begins. Two weeks have been spent on board a ship headed from Bunmu to Goka. And very soon afterwards, the 30th ruby phoenix tournament will begin. The Radiant Winds were able to take on lesser teams on Bon Moon, fighting off horsemen, cowboys, vampires. But now, they must face their most dangerous opponents yet, in a tournament that will go down in history. Welcome, everyone, to Book 2 of Fists of the Ruby Phoenix. Ready? Fight! So, oh, are we all ready? I am. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> We begin with tree adventurers standing at the helm of a ship. Goka is on the horizon. Famed for its architectural marvels, boundless entertainment, and its unequalled riches, the metropolis of Goka offers a panoramic view into the diverse cultures of all of Shan. Standing in the calm water of Zhuhong Bay, which you now sail through, is the single major gap in the titanic Wall of Heaven mountain range. As your boat slowly pulls in, you can see the city's many sights at a glance. Countless drakes are flown around the sky from the Icefang Airy, a towering pagoda which is the home to the most famous sky race drakes in the continent. 250-foot-tall bronze statues of the gods Shizuru and Tsukiyo, the ific lovers and patrons of the sun and moon respectively, scratch the skyline. The island of endless fortune, a casino complex on a private island, winks invitingly at you as you sail past the Seven Dragon Bridge a massive structure depicting two coiling dragons. The humdrum of a city of wealth, chaos, and adventure sings to your ears. You're all home. How are you all doing?
3: I think Sanku is kind of leaning off the boat, looking at fish. He really loves fish, obviously.
2: Uh, I can say as you were approaching Goka, you were seeing bigger and bigger fish. Um, more and more excited. <laughs> <laughs> um... Masami, how are you
4: doing? I think Masami is, like, very casually, like, reading. Mm-hmm. What's reading? I think it's, like, informational books mainly. Like, strategy stuff.
2: Oh, you're studying up on technique. Yep. Okay. You know what? Now's a good time to be doing that, right? Yeah. Okay. And Chuji, dear sweet Chuji, you're on a boat. How are you doing? Oh, dear.
1: Can I, can I roll 4 to see if I throw up?
2: Jesus. Okay. Well, go for it. I've I've got a DC in my head.
1: It should be high. Thirty-eight.
2: Oh, you know what? You're actually doing pretty okay, all things considered.
1: Ah. You know, maybe right.
2: maybe it's a remnant of the blessings of Bunmu. Maybe, maybe. Uh, the goddess who taught you how to swim, uh, briefly you've forgotten since, um, <laughs> has maybe made this journey a little sweeter for you. So how are That's you so doing? Nice.
1: Um. Well. I I think that uh, they've taken to maybe not looking at the water
2: okay, uh, the exact as they're traveling. Of Chi- oh, thank you.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, because when when <laughs> when they came to Ginger Island, that's what they were doing, and it was not open. <laughs> um, not 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 like they thought it would. So I think chuji's If there's an inside part of the boat, maybe or oh, like a, an are area with, like a so, you're roof not even on the in. deck.
2: You're like in the interior.
1: Maybe I think I think they think if they're not looking at the moving waters and just not thinking about it, maybe they will get sick
2: okay. it's working um, I'm sure I'm sure that the placebo effect is taking care of you <laughs> um, So you're all now level 15 uh, how, yes. how are we doing? I'm gonna go with you first Sanku. Uh, level 15. What's up? This level you would have gotten some new spells and uh, you would have had some ability score increases I think and uh, a skill increase and a general feat.
3: Okay. I, I did raise my ability scores I'm pretty sure. They look better than they used to. I can't remember them all but intelligence is now at a plus five so.
2: That's right you now have a plus five to your intelligence with a 21 total which is sanku being ridiculously smart is so funny
3: the thing thing is you wouldn't expect it from him he's a little dumb looking boy but he's genuinely so smart and that's my favorite type of smart boy to make
2: Mm -hmm. uh what did you get for your uh general feat
3: consult the
2: spirits okay and what does consult the spirits do
3: basically i can like contact nature spirits around me for information and stuff
2: I think the way I'm going to let you flavor that is you can con- contact very minor Kami, like uh, I'm talking like uh, the Kami uh, that takes care of this specific wooden spoon in a restaurant or the Kami that like watches over this window in a house, you know.
3: I'm, I'm deeply obsessed with the one watching over a spoon. What?
2: <laughs> <laughs> like really, really minor Kami that usually don't even show up to people, you know. Now, of course, you have to be careful because if you if you do a faux pas while contacting these Kami, you will accidentally attract Kami who are out to hurt you. <laughs> and they will give you information that is dangerous. But you'll probably be fine. I'm sure that won't ever happen. Don't say it like that. You also picked up some spells, but i do you want to keep them secret?
3: Yes, but I will say that I did buff up my damage spells to higher slots so I can hurt things. Dairy thinks
2: will stay alive for more than one Yeah, <laughs> Fair enough. You have, uh, you have studied, like, changed to prepared spells you have. You've studied some, you put them, you've swapped some out of your book, you've swapped some back in. Well, you're familiar. Et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Uh, Masami, level 15. What's up? What did you do? Um. <clears throat> well. For my ability
4: scores, I know that I... Boosted my Dex and my intelligence because they're both odd numbers.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, you now have also a plus five to your Dex and a plus four to your intelligence at twenty one yep. and nineteen respectively. Very yep. nice.
4: Um, for my feats, uh, considering we, it's been like a couple weeks, I've decided to retrain the sami just a little bit.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, so they no longer have catfall, and in case, if, instead they have the slippery secrets.
2: Mm-hmm. Which, what, f- what does that do? Uh,
4: you elude and evade attempts to uncover your true nature or intentions. When a spell or magical effect tries to read your mind, detect whether you're lying, or reveal your alignments, you can attempt a deception check against the spell's effects DC. If you, su- if you succeed, the effect reveals nothing. Hmm, fascinating. But why would Nesami need that? Oh, well, it's probably nothing. Reasons. Um, then, uh, for level 15, I picked up Untrained Improvisation, because I had an ariado. And it makes more sense for Misami to have that, considering they're smart.
2: Yeah, Misami can do a lot of things. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Um, and is that everything? Uh you also- well, I mean, love late spells. Yeah, which I'm not looking forward to, but I'm sure I'll be fine. I am. Oh God, I just saw one of them. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not looking. It's fine. I'm not- i not. I don't care.
5: No, but you do, <laughs> Terry. You I do, do care a little.
2: <laughs> and lastly a Shichuji uh, level Hello. 15 you've learned to not be seasick what else have you got
1: that's true that's the biggest thing it's actually a feat that it was it's called not be a bitch
2: it's level 15 um, you can't get until then
1: <laughs> yeah um I, I got a few things um I got a general feat mm-hmm. very interesting one uh after some skill boosts I was able to afford it mm-hmm. um so, I'm now legendary in athletics. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I now have the feet Cloud Jump.
2: And um, what does Cloud Jump do?
1: Makes you jump real good. Makes you jump so good, it's not even funny.
2: You triple um, the distance you can long jump. I can almost 100 foot long jump. Oh, you can, no problem. Because then, okay. For context, everyone. Normally, when you long jump you are making that legs roll and the number you roll is how many feet you jump and that's like you stay in two actions running and then you jump right yeah so normally the lowest that Ritz could have jumped would be uh, a 30 30 feet because that would be rolling a 2 with the maximum being um, rolling a a 19 I'm not thinking of crits here Uh, bring up closer to 50 feet with cloud jump that triples oh my god also you can now long jump vertically upwards mhm which means that chuji can hey look at that flying creature Womp.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no one gets to fly around me unless i allow foot it
2: foot vertical leap yeah um it's pretty good you also got a speed boost this level i did what was that like 50 foot speed
1: yeah i have 50 speed now isn't that nice
2: it's fucking insane is what it is
1: isn't that beautiful
2: um and that's everything for this level right oh and a second path to perfection your will saves are now jagged as or they're fucking jacked as fuck um oh yeah
1: they're great literally they're anytime
2: you roll something you essentially roll one higher
1: mm-hmm. so like
2: oh critical fail no that's just a regular fail you took damage from, uh, failing a ting. You only take half damage. Go fuck yourself.
5: <laughs>
2: Which is insane. Pretty good. So, I'm gonna leave you to it, uh, all of you. You are now, you're on this boat. Um, Chuji, I think you've been lured out of, uh, hiding. Um, because, yeah, uh, you know that Goka is, like, ten minutes away tops. Um, yeah, and
1: they want to be there for Goku.
2: Yeah. Uh, you spent the last few uh, weeks on the same boat as two of the other winning teams and a lot of losing teams but you know what man it's fine <laughs> get over it
0: you, you try again in
2: 10 years uh, you're on the same boat Jesus. As, uh, you're on the same boat as winter's roar and as uh, the biting roses and uh, you spent some time getting to know them uh, they're on the uh, the ship as well uh, currently like, looking off to goka for some of them this is their first time to goka um in fact, I think most of them, none of them are from around here. And uh, you guys have some time to kind of recuperate before stepping off. So, fellas, I'll leave you to it.
1: Good to see home again.
4: Yeah, how long has it been?
2: Way too long! That's for sure. It's um, actually, yeah, it's probably been like a month at this point. It took you like two weeks to get out to Bunu. two yeah. day, three days to be there, and then two weeks to get back. It's been a hot minute.
1: Mhm. Too long. Chiji
3: misses their city.
4: So, when we land, what's the first thing you guys want to do?
3: Eat Gokin food, obviously. Definitely.
4: <laughs> oh, man. Please, can we go to the marketplace? They have a lot of shit.
3: Fuck yeah. Thank you. We do have a lot of stuff to sell.
4: That too, yeah. You didn't do a lot of selling while we were at the stone markets.
3: Nope, but we will now. We were kind of busy finding shrines and fighting teams and being awesome, so...
2: fur. Sure, sure. Um, I think as you are approaching, Goka, you guys can see that the dock is very crowded. Mm-hmm. More crowded than normal. And it's very obvious why that's the case. Because there's a lot of people holding signs with different team names and cheering as the boats start pulling in.
5: Oh my god.
2: Including oh. you guys.
1: Oh, shit.
2: <laughs> do, you want, do you want to wait until you land and see what happens? S- sure. Okay. I think my zombie's face is in their book now. <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone, uh, let's make our way to um, the docks of Goka. All right. Um, so there's a lot of people here. Um, And you can see, you know, a good few of them holding different team signs. Uh, Some of them seem to have come maybe from the team's homelands to support them. Uh, You see, like, a lot of Arcadian people uh, who are, like, holding up a Biting Roses sign. Uh, They all seem to be relatively poor, and you get the feeling maybe they're all people from the home village of the Biting Roses.
5: Oh,
4: that's
2: so sweet. Um, You do notice as well, uh, off... Uh, to the side, a load of, uh, Mwangi people, uh, you assume students and faculty of the Magambia who are here to support Speakers to the Wind. oh There are a few teams who don't have people supporting them. Uh, you see that there is no signs up for Winter's War, for example, because, well, they're all outcasts. That's the reason they're here. To have people okay. at the end of it. And, uh... Tino's toughest doesn't seem to have a huge presence either. Uh, There's a few stragglers, but they seem to be, like, close friends and family.
5: Hmm.
2: My question is for you guys, and I'm going to let you decide. How big are the Radiant Wind's (laughs) fanbase?
4: I don't know, because I don't think Masami contributed to that much, at least not
2: intentionally. Okay, but, like, consider it this way. How many people in and around Goka would have heard, oh shit, wait, these guys, I know Dan, I'm so pumped, I want them to win. Hmm.
5: Because there's
2: definitely a few people, there are like a few people, I'm going to let you decide however, how many of them are total strangers or people that you've just helped on missions.
3: Mm -hmm. Mm, I think it's probably people they've helped in the past, mostly, but there's like a lot of them. They've done a lot of helping people because uh, Senku really enjoys being able to help people. So, I think that's how a lot of people
2: uh, know us, who think that we're pretty awesome that way. I will say there is, yeah. there's not a small number of one particular group of people who are for you, and we'll get to that.
1: <laughs> I, I know who's personally there for chi For sure, for sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
2: You know, I think, I think there's like, a sizable crowd. thing, And I'd say maybe 20 or so of them are people that you recognize, like, oh yes, I remember them that's the family that we helped uh, rescue from uh, the Pot Smashing Goblin gang. Mm -hmm. And over there, that's the group that we helped uh, uh, with the Leyline Island. But there is not a small number of one particular group here. I'd say there's maybe like 30 or so people from one group that I think one of you recognizes very quickly. There's a whole fuckload of undying.
5: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, oh good Lord, oh no, me. Oh,
2: <laughs> a lot of undine fishermen and like you know, rice farmers, etc. Sanku, it's your your village. The whole village? Uh, at least a good few people from it. And they're all holding mm. signs with, like the Radiant Wind's names put onto it. There's a few drawings. Uh, there's someone made a, an effigy of Lolo, which Lolo seems very <laughs> chuffed <shocked> about. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. Uh, you know, like a little paper dragon? You know the ones?
5: Yeah. It's not oh, very
2: big, yeah. but they would made one. Yeah, Sanku, it's a whole load of undying fishermen and rice farmers and, you know, people from your hometown of Ballet Village a fishing community on one of the uh, smaller islands of Minata. Uh, I believe specifically uh, for you, it's the island of Tengapulu. Okay. And there's a whole load of them, and as your boat starts coming in, and some people see you, uh, they get really excited and start, like, pointing and, like, you know, jumping around the place, waving around the paper Lolo, uh, and the signs, and... Again, there's other people you recognize, but this... The ballet villagers are the ones who are very, very excited. Uh,
3: Senku waves to them, with specifically his right hand, which is, notably, flesh and blood.
2: The boat is pulling in, and I think Yarika uh, Mulandes, the uh, leader of the Bighting Roses, kind of looks to you and says, looks like uh, you've got some supporters as well.
3: Uh, uh-huh. yeah.
2: Um, my family is very dedicated. Well, my family uh, doesn't live very close by at all, but looks like they made it over anyway.
3: I'm bad.
2: The, uh, L- Lantondo the Wirewood kind of, like, bows extravagantly, like, Oh, as if they would miss it for the world, Eureka. Come, let's go see them! And they start getting off the ship. Do you guys like to go see your fans? Sami still has their book in their face. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the, uh... Trudi speaking. They want to go.
2: Okay. Well, uh, as all of you make your way down, uh, you are pounced upon by the, <laughs> by the ballet villagers. Uh, mostly you, Sanku. You are you are the target of their their attacks. Oh God. <laughs> and, oh, wow. Uh, you know, there's a lot of pushing and cheering and. You know, Jin, and time you guys don't escape this. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but there's a lot of like, it's the witch prince! Oh. Witch prince of the sea! You did it! Oh. We knew you would, witch prince! You've got it!
3: <laughs> uh, Senku, he, um, I don't know if he turns red, because he's got blue skin. He turns purple.
4: <laughs> no, you turn like a, a bluish purple, yeah.
3: Yeah, he's very blue-purple on the face.
2: Well, coming out from the crowd, pushing past everyone else. <laughs> Is a specific undying Mm -hmm. Uh Your mom (laughs) Oh my god Shut up Um your mom Pushes out from the crowd Uh, She is very pretty Uh, She has the same kind of coral uh, Antlers as you Uh, Her hair is uh, also Like a pale color uh, But her skin is more green than your skin Mm -hmm. Um and uh, she has kind of darker eyes and uh, Dave I'm sorry I'm doing this to you she is a fucking milf she is mm. I wouldn't mind a piece of doster sticks you know what I'm saying are you actually... Uh, wrong Are with you? You actually
4: sorry though in saying that are you sorry though are you really nah not even a little bit
2: um, uh, she comes up to you Sanku and she hugs you and uh, Bula mother of the prince that is her name uh, hugs you and says, Sanku, dearest, you look wonderful! I'm so proud of you, I knew you could do it.
3: <laughs> Hi, Mom. Thank you.
2: I assume you were the first one to get uh, confirmed into it. I know nothing but the best for my little witch prince.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Felt that one. <laughs> uh, coming out from behind her is uh, your dad. Sanku, I'm sorry, but he's a doe. Um, yeah. Jesus fucking Christ <laughs> he he is uh, has a bluer skin tone uh, his hair is kind of like green and seaweed-y. Um and he both of these are both of these guys are much finer dressed than the others not that they're any wealthier but they are certainly dressed up you know he's got like seashell pauldrons and scale uh, a scale pattern um, shirt and uh, he approaches you and puts a hand on your shoulder, thank you and says uh, and his name, pardon, is Baibayon, father of the prince. That is his name. Mm. Um, he puts a hand on your shoulder and says, Like your mother said, Sanku, I'm very proud of you. You did a good job. And I'm Thank sure you. your friends helped as well.
3: Oh, uh, oh of course they did.
2: Oh, uh, But not as much as you, Sanku. I know you did. You, Mom, you don't, always do the hardest
3: don't, don't say that. They're, they're right in front of you. Shuji stares.
2: Masami is just... Reading their book (laughs) You guys have met these two before I think And you know that this is what they're always like
4: It does not Sit well with Masami every time But at this point they're used to it I think Yep.
2: (laughs) It is (laughs) Uh, However pushing past Mama and Papa Is everyone's favorite little angel (gasps) Standing at maybe four feet And about Eight years old he is Kim Hassan, sister of the prince. That is her name. Okay. She has a dark green hair. Uh, the same skin tone as you, Senku, and uh, a pretty blue dress. And she comes up and hugs you tight, Sanku, and says,
3: "Kuya!" Sanku picks up his little sister and spins her around, and he's like, Aww. "Hi, I missed you. How you you? How did it go? You won. You're, you did really good. I did win, but I did it because I wanted you to think I was
2: cool." I do think you're cool, <laughs> Kuya. You did really well. <laughs> Kisses her forehead. Uh, she, she smiles and she turns to Chuuji and Masami, both of you. And she beans and says, Kuya Chuji, i uh, taste it, Masami. You took care of my brother, right? Oh, oh for sure, kid. <laughs>
4: <clears throat> Always well. How are you doing?
2: I'm good. I'm really excited to see you fight. Uh, Mother said that you fought a dragon. We we did. Uh, we. Uh, that's
1: true. <laughs> Thanks for being our little supporter, hey.
2: She beams. she loves you guys so much. Oh. I think Masami ruffles her hair. <laughs> she ooh, She loves you. Um, on your shoulder, uh, Sanku Lolo says, Yes, mother of the prince and father of the prince, I can confirm that Sanku did most impressively. He couldn't have done it without the aid of his companions, though. And, um... Bulas, I'm sure. Sanku, I must say, the armor that you're wearing on your, on your arm is beautiful. Thank you. Um, and she holds your prosthetic and observes it with a smile and says, Now, why, what does this give you for spellcasting? I can't see why having armor over one of your arms would be necessary.
3: Ah. Uh... You know, people can still hit me, and it's better to protect your arms with cool arm
2: armor. Chuji and Misami, do you want to quickly make me a perception check? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Forty-two. Oh god.
1: Oh fuck! I did my not succeed.
2: Yeah. Okay. You both easily succeed. Uh. Hey. Oh, okay. Sanku never told his mom that he fucking lost his arm Juju is grimacing <laughs> Asami puts their face back in
4: their book <laughs> They continue on to the next page
2: um, I think as she's fussing over Yudo uh, And um, Baba Yon, father of the prince turns to the crowd and says, Everyone, you're looking at the next winners of the Ruby Phoenix Tournament! Oh. And like a few of the other supporters of other families turn and look over because he's making a big show here. So. <laughs> so, so oh,
5: deep God. The
2: <laughs> I think coming out from the shadows is another family member who puts a hand on your shoulder, chuji Oh, shit. <laughs> Guys, it is a good day for milfs and Dilfs. <laughs>
3: Um, (laughs) oh my god
2: she is she is a pale woman um very dark hair um that's a little it's combed but I think there's like an inherent messiness to it like hair coming over her face every once in a while or stuff not Mm. being perfectly tucked into a bun uh dressed very very formally um like with a uh very, like, long black dress. Um, and uh, she kind of has, like, I think nearly spiderweb patterns around the uh, bottoms of it. Mm-hmm. She's very frail, uh, very tin and wayfish, but also, like I said, it's a good day for Milton Dill's. Um, <laughs> Chuji, your mother, Shi Li Hua, comes up to you, and she... I don't think she, like, tries to take everyone's attention away from Sanku, but I think she puts a, a hand on your shoulder and she smiles and says, Hi, Chuchi.
1: Ah. Uh, mom. Hi.
2: How are you doing? I heard you I... did exceptionally well.
1: Did you? Uh, Chuchi kind of like scratches the back of their head. And they're like, Yeah, um, we're a finalist.
2: Yes, I heard. I'm. I'm proud of you, Chuchi. I. You're an excellent fighter. Thank you. Masami, I think you're the only one paying attention to this because Sanku is being fucking showboated. Do you want to make a perception check there? Okay. Uh, should I make a secret? Uh, yes, please. I don't know that you have met... Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Alright. Um, I don't know that you have met Shuji's um, mom very much. I think you've like met her once or twice, but mm-hmm. the meetings yeah. have all been very brief. All you know is that she runs a museum. Shuji does not talk about her very much. Okay. What you are seeing here as they interact, there is a lot of unspoken tension and sadness. (laughs) Like, a lot of it. I see. (laughs) These are Mm. two people who do not talk about their feelings to each other very much, and when they do, it doesn't end well. Ah. And it has something to do with Shuji being a fighter. That's what you're getting on your not-fucking-twenty. You? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Jesus,
1: yeah, you get a lot.
2: Uh, okay, I think Masami kind of
4: let... I don't know what, to, you know what to do in this situation. Keep reading? I mean, that's always the option. <laughs> it's
2: always well, an option. I don't, I don't think that is the option that you get to take. Okay. Because, come on, come on baby, it's a triple. <laughs> the gamer
4: rule of three.
1: Oh my god. Oh my
2: God. Hello. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get to that. Approaching Hello, from behind Hello, sailor. Me, um, kind of hand, arms folded. He's our turd milf slash dilf of the day. Hiroshi Takahara. Businessman. Monk. Met a high-ranking member of the Golden League Crime Syndicate. And your papa, Masami. Um... He is a... What is he, like, six foot? Is he tall? He's
4: tall, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, a big guy. Dude's like six foot to six, two.
2: Okay, yeah, he's big. Um, very muscular. Uh, not like... He's not like Armstrong muscular, you know? But he's like... They're, like, his biceps are out and the dogs are barking, you know what I mean? <laughs> I hate I'm you. barking! <laughs> um... um his hair is tied into a messy bun. He's got kind of got like a 5 o'clock shadow um and very wise looking eyes. Uh notably he's very obviously not a kitsune. Uh and he smiles at Yumasami and says, kid,
4: <laughs> Roshi. Thought you'd be here."
2: Yeah, well, wouldn't miss my kid getting into the Ruby Phoenix uh, tournament would I? It's fair enough. He kind of like uh, looks you up and down you look stronger than the last time we met and we saw each other <laughs> sure hope so yeah. you think I can still take you in a match oh probably not but that's fine I thought it wouldn't it's fine <laughs> uh, he looks to you Senku and Shuji in the brief moment where you're not being attacked by your parents um, <laughs> and he kind of smiles and says hey you have been treating Masami good I always do. Uh, I can trust you, Sanku. I'm worried about uh, our friend Adampier here. Sorry? Come on, Troublemaker. How have you been doing? He kind of, like, gives you, like, you know the dad shoulder pat?
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's a strong (laughs) one. Uh, It is a strong one. (laughs) Chuji just kind of grins at him. He's like, who are you calling Troublemaker?
2: (laughs) Yeah, you know, pots and kettles, right?
1: Yeah. Come on, man.
2: Uh, Yeah, I think he, like, bro-hugs all of you. Um... (laughs) Your, uh, Shilui Hua kind of like steps back a little bit and smiles politely. Um, and I think, uh, Bula, mother of the prince, approaches Hiroshi and says, And you would be Masami's father, is that right? Yes, ma'am. Well, I hope you're happy to have your child on a winning team to be. Uh, yes, ma'am. <laughs> and, uh, she smiles and says, Uh, now, Sanku, I do expect that you'll be able to give us a tour of Goka. Most of us haven't been uh, to the city very much, and we know you've been having many adventures around here. So uh, if you're able to, um, and as she's saying that, an enforcer stands at the top of the dock and says, "Will all uh, contestants please slowly make their way towards the uh, Grand Bank of Abadar? Uh, Mom, will do that when I
3: can, I promise.
2: Okay, well, I just hope that you won't forget your, your loving mother and father in this time of uh, triumph for you.
3: Of course not.
2: Uh, she smiles and she steps aside, um, and Bye Bye On says, Looking forward to it, uh, Sanku. You do your stuff. <laughs> and uh, Kin Hassan waves and uh, says, Sikuya, Sikuya, Bye Ate. I'll
3: see you later, I promise.
2: She smiles. Um, with you, Chuji, uh, Shi Li Hua, or mm-hmm. uh, Li Hua, kind of steps back and she just kind of nods at you and smiles.
1: Um, Chuji gives a small wave and they're like, um, get home safe, okay?
2: Yes. And she doesn't say anything else, she just steps back. And uh, Hiroshi looks at all of you and uh, he looks at you and Sammy says, we'll talk later, yeah? Yeah. Uh,
4: marketplace usual. Uh, of course.
2: See you soon. Yeah, and uh, Hiroshi steps out of the way. Uh, by now, you can see Yarika, Mulandez, Lantundo, and Artus are making their way up. Uh, the uh, Winter's Roar are also going, and um, another boat is pulling up. And you see like signs for the next batch of teams, like flying up, like yeah, let's go, steps into sun, woo, you know that kind of stuff.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: But uh, you guys want to start making your way towards uh, the Grand Bank of Abadar? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It takes some time to get to where you're supposed to go. And it takes even more time for all the teams to get there. Some teams evidently had a lot of people waiting for them. And they had to, like, peel off them. You can see, like, uh, the arms of balance uh, took a long, long time to get away from uh, fellow students of their school who are very proud of the most recent graduates who also happen to be world-class fighters now. (laughs) <laughs> notably you see that uh, the lightkeepers had no one waiting for them lol Lamau.
1: lol lol <laughs>
2: aww. aww
1: so sad
2: <laughs> I love that we're like talking shit about them as if we weren't scared for our lives the last time we fought them um I wasn't fucking scared fuck you <laughs> okay sure uh all of you find yourselves uh in the grand bank of Avatar. ten figures stand in a lavish banquet hall within the grand bank of Avatar. God of wealth and commerce. All of them are bathed in the amber light of the morning sun. The ruby phoenix, Hao Jin, in her eponymous crimson finery, a Tian Dang woman in a white and gold silk worn by the clergy of Abadar, and eight well dressed aristocrats. The cleric of Abadar clears her throat before addressing you and the other seventeen of fighters standing at the entrance of the Grand Room. Between the fighters and the host, stands a long table covered in immaculately decorated and carefully arranged a local food and tea. Good morning, contenders. It is my honor to welcome you to Goka, and congratulate you once more on successfully qualifying for the Ruby Phoenix Tournament. A cleric here, she kind of like straightens up a little bit as she continues. But I will waste no more time with pleasantries. You are here two weeks in advance of the start of the tournament to familiarize yourselves with the glorious city of Goka. I present to you this tournament's eight patrons, business leaders and politicians hailing from the most prestigious quarters of Goka. These patrons will cover the substantial fees associated with entering and competing in the Ruby Phoenix Tournament, and perhaps more. Throughout the coming week, you are invited to attend a variety of events at different locales, where you will have the opportunity to meet with one or more of these patrons. During these gatherings, your potential patrons will identify the teams whose personalities and goals most align with their own interests. At the end of the week, each patron will make offers to sponsor the teams who have most impressed them. If you receive multiple offers, you will get to choose the sponsor whose offer or personality you find most appealing. Following this process is a final week of rest and relaxation before the start of the Ruby Phoenix tournament. So, what this means in simple terms. It is not cheap to run a fucking tournament like this. Like, at all. So, eight of the most prestigious politicians and business people and whatever in Goka have, uh come together to sponsor each team individually to pay for things that you'll need to pay for treasure to give you exclusive benefits what you need to do now is you need to learn more about each of these patrons and uh, eventually uh, you know impress them create their favor etc etc and the the more you impress potential patrons the more likely that they will pay you really really well For uh, representing them at the Ruby Phoenix tournament. Mm
5: -hmm.
2: I think Hao Jin smiles and she says, It is my pleasure to introduce to you this year's eight patrons. Our first patron is uh, General Kaso Hida. And uh, this man steps forward. Um, He is in his 40s. He is very well dressed, Uh, not in formal outfit clothes stuff, but in armor. Uh, ceremonial but still armor he's got his hair in a top knot and he has a very solemn face on Hao Jin points and says um, General Kasuhida here is the owner of the uh, highly successful mercenary company the Crimson Lotuses the price of his elite guard service is extraordinary but he is the fairest and most reliable mercenary broker in the city General Hida he kind of uh, bows to you all and says I look forward to seeing the greatest fighters who have ever lived fight before me later in the month. And, uh, kind of steps back, still smiling. Uh, and then Hao Jin points to the next woman who is a, uh, beautiful, uh, lady in a green kimono with a, uh, great like, on her wrap there is a beautiful ornate decoration of a Kirin. Um, she has green lipstick and eyeshadow and she's- God, she is very pretty. Mm-hmm. This is Lady Malaika Tau The latest in a long line Of influential shipbuilders And she teaches magic At the Five Pillars Academy One of the greatest schools of magic In all of Golarion Which blends together martial And mystic prowess uh, Lady Malaika Tau kind of steps forward And she bows and says I have heard tale of your magic I look forward to seeing it in person uh, Next is a uh, beautiful, beautiful woman uh, with a very ornate headdress and um, a blue, blue robe over a soft red uh, kimono. Uh, And she's by far the most ornately dressed person here. Hmm. Haojin gestures and says, This is Lady Kyu Shai, the lady-in-waiting to Empress Nayanfei. She is very involved in Goku's uh, Ice Fang Eri, where the greatest drakes are bred and taken care of. And, uh, Lady, uh, kimai she kind of stands forward and says, Lady nya fei told me all about her time on, uh, Bunmu, and regaled me in many great stories. I look forward to meeting the heroes that she spoke of in her tales. And her eyes drift over to you, Tree, specifically. <gasps> oh! shit! doesn't she, have she. a book to hide in. Senku <laughs> stands up very straight. <laughs> You impress the Empress of Goka. Good things will happen.
1: Oh, you're right. <laughs> Goddamn.
2: Moving swiftly on, uh, Jin points to the next man who is uh, a, kind of like, he's a little short. Uh, he's got like a nice beard and nice hair uh, and tan skin, but he's he looks like he's kind of annoyed by something. Oh? You can't tell what it is, but he doesn't seem happy to be here. Lord Aldenar Unmar, a business mogul who oversees the Gonyan Alchemy Academy, one of the largest manufacturers of alchemical products in Tiansha, And, uh, Aldenar kind of catches himself and shakes his head and says, wonderful to meet you all. And he doesn't say anything else. He goes back to sulking. <laughs> Damn. Alright. Next is an older fellow. Um, he is, uh, He is sitting, unlike everyone else who is standing. Um, He's uh, got, like, his hair in a bun. He's got, like, very impressive sideburns. He's got the signature Christopher Lee look of, like, looking down his nose. Uh, He looks (laughs) like he's already picking out his favorites. I see. Okay. Lord Bukintagora, the Spider of Goka. He is uh, in charge of some of the oldest lending companies in the city and as such one of the richest men here too hey you know how like uh, it was obvious that like Aldenar wasn't super uh, interested in this or something like his little Mm. answer was like huh what's up with that this guy's worse he doesn't even say anything he just looks at (laughs) you all noted (laughs) Hajin points again says next we have Zai Xia descendant of the founder of Goka itself Lady Zai is a patron of the arts Her interests center on operas, concerts, and other performances within Goka's most storied theaters. As such, it comes as no surprise that she is very interested in this tournament. And uh, Lady Sha comes uh, up and she's like, Hi, everyone. I can't wait to get to know you all better. I'm sure that you guys are going to put on a real performance and I'm really excited to see you all doing your best. (laughs) She has the fakest smile on in the world.
3: Yeah, what the fuck is that?
1: Like, she she has such she a sounds... fake faithful
2: smile.
3: Do you know what it sounds like? Mm-hmm. What? We've been waiting for you all summer, and we're sure. glad you're here. <laughs> Welcome to Alpha Beta Chi. <laughs> That's what it sounds oh like. Oh my god.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're referring to. I'm not sure I want to know what you're referring to. It's the scariest video I've ever seen. Uh, she has her. Hair, she has very long hair and like a purple kimono with gold trims and really long earrings and beautiful makeup. And Jesus Christ, she is so faking her interest.
3: She's absolutely gorgeous, though. Like she's I, beautiful. This, she, yeah, she um,
2: is shallow as plastic.
3: Whoever
2: drew
4: this <laughs> got the assignment. Like that is uh, <laughs> one hell of a forced
2: smile. Next is a half elf woman, uh, who Hajin points to and says, "This is Yen Sing Jurai." The owner of the Red Drag Casino on Goka's Island of Endless Fortune. Uh, fortune favours the lucky in Lady Jurai's eyes, and certainly she is uh, she will be uh taking part in a lot of the gambling that will take place uh throughout the tournament. And uh Oh my god, that's right, there'd be a betting pool. Lady Jurai doesn't say anything. She you know what she looks like? Hmm. Um you know Squid Game? Uh I forget the oh, actress's okay. name, but. Um, Oh,
3: the really pretty
1: one? Yeah,
2: the pretty girl from North Korea.
3: Oh, yeah, actually. Even from this image.
2: Yeah, face claim. She's like that, but with really, like, like longer hair and also elf ears and really, really nice clothes.
5: Cute.
2: And uh, lastly is the only um, non-Tian woman here. Um, Mm -hmm. She is a very serious-faced Vudran woman, uh, fancy Indian, uh, with a... white and black robes um, and teal sunglasses hmm. um, and she's kind of looking around at all of you very carefully and uh, Harjin says and finally Lady Narswani Vangarat uh, who has made a fortune in decades past selling replicas of famous weapons and armor used in the Ruby Phoenix tournament and uh, Lady Vangarat says nothing uh, she just nods and seems to be scanning you all almost like trying to pick out whose aesthetic she likes the most. Uh, okay. Hmm. Senku.
3: Uh, Senku's Sengku. uh, hiding a staff behind his back.
2: Jin <laughs> uh, then gestures to all the food and says, The food today was provided by uh, the woman you see standing next to me, Archbanger Myang Miali, head cleric of Abadar in Goka. She will be uh, presiding as one of the judges during the tournament itself. I trust you'll all find her calls to be nothing but painfully fair, and uh, Arch Banker Miyali actually seems to take us as a compliment. Okay. So <laughs> she points to the food and says, "Now enjoy the meet and greet. In half an hour, you'll be able to move to. We'll be able to take you all towards the Ruby Village, where you will be staying over the next few weeks." Ooh, okay. And she steps back and says, "Now enjoy, everyone." And remember, impress as many people as you can to ensure that you have as many options to choose from at the end. And she steps back and immediately uh, as she steps back um, Yen Sing-Jirai uh, the uh, person in charge of casinos makes a beeline towards the food table and just starts eating and <laughs> everyone else slowly also starts coming over. Me uh, too, so bitch. To me. She's so real to me. Um, Unclean. Do you want to make a perception check? Yeah. Uh-huh.
3: I love looking at things.
2: Ooh, it's Forty-four. Oh my god! Yeah. Hey, Chuji, you notice immediately that Aldenar guy, the alchemist, mm-hmm. he and um, the general, General Hida, yeah, move to be as far away from each other as possible. Oh, Thief! Oh. Uh, Now, everyone else, though, does, like, start, you know, mingling. And uh, you guys can start uh, mingling as well. And this is where we get to the fun stuff. So, you guys are going to be entering uh, a week of impressing your sponsors. Oh, baby. Now, to impress your sponsors, you need to figure out what they might like. Uh, So we will have these things called influence rounds which are basically half an hour of just social mingling with these guys right mm-hmm. uh certain influence rounds will be uh longer than others some won't be as long but the point is during an influence round uh each patron has skills that you can roll to impress them okay Mm -hmm. However, you don't know what those are. You would need to uh, spend some time getting to learn about them. Um, And if you learn about them, if you discover stuff about them, you'll be able to figure out the best ways to impress them. However, Mm -hmm. there's a second layer to it. Each patron also has resistances and weaknesses. Things that they won't like if you try to do. Like, for example, uh, one patron might not really like it Like, they might like animals, but they might not like a certain type of animal. And if you try to talk about how much you like that animal, they might... You might have a harder time impressing them. But they might also have another animal they really, really like. And if you talk about it, it's going to be easier to impress them. Yeah. Uh, So, each of you has a round of influence. You can either approach one of these sponsors and uh, immediately just try shoot the shit and figure out what it is that they like... Or uh, try bluff your way, and like say, ah, this person probably likes athletics. But if you mm-hmm. spend time discovering, you'll probably have a more safe time figuring it out. So each of you can do one thing: discover or influence. What would you guys like to do? Discover, probably. Right. Well, who are you going to try discover? Which of these patrons has earned your interest? Mm-hmm. That's true.
1: Um, uh, uh, uh may shy. The, uh, handmaiden? Is she a handmaiden? Yeah,
2: she's a handmaiden to the empress. Yeah, the
1: ha- the... Um, she's already interested in us.
2: Yes, apparently so.
1: So that could be advantageous.
2: It could be advantageous.
1: I mean, I think it would
2: probably be, like,
4: a good impression to go for her first because she already acknowledged us. Yeah. Rather than just going, oh yeah, we did impress like, we did impress the Empress and you are interested in talking to us, but we're going to talk to some other people.
5: (laughs) Yeah.
2: Hello? (laughs) So, uh, Chuji, you would like to talk to Kyumai Shai, right? Yeah. Okay. So, are you looking to discover stuff about her? Or do you want to jump in and try and impress her?
1: I I definitely want to discover stuff about her, not just go fucking blind.
2: Okay. So you approach her and uh, she is currently um, picking up a few things to put on her plate. And, uh, is anyone else coming with you? Uh, Senku or Masami, are either of you intending on spending your uh, influence speaking to Kumashai, or do you want to speak to other people?
3: Um, I mean, Senku doesn't mind going with Shuji.
2: Okay. Um... Gigi
3: needs the help. I,
4: I think it would be good for all three of us to actually go, so that way it's like a... In Masami's eyes, it's kind of like a... a respectful gesture.
2: Yeah. Okay. Well... All three of you make your way up, and I think she is uh, pleasantly surprised to see you all uh, make your way over. And uh, she looks up and she says, Ah, Radiant Winds, I really was hoping that you'd make your way over. (laughs) Hi! Hello. Lady Nayanfei has already told me much about you all.
1: Oh yeah? Has she?
2: Oh, most certainly. She told me that you all did very well during the fight. She was uh, impressed by all of you. Uh, Master, Shi. Your attacks against a imperial dragon and your single-handedly taking down the uh, Samsaran monk stirred excitement and appreciation and respect in you. Uh,
1: there was nothing.
2: <laughs> uh, Witch Prince of the Sea. She was very uh, interested in how you were able to use your magic to close fights quickly. And the trick you pulled with the, I believe it was a necromancer, quite caught her attention.
3: um and bubbles kind of pop into existence around him like magic
2: and uh takahara of course the empress was very appreciative of how your magic blended both the kind of magical teachings she's seen at the five pillars academy and the two-handed fighting of the butterfly blades well i'm glad she enjoyed it so this is to say that good thing i was talking about before Mm-hmm. you have already got one influence point with Kyu nice for free
1: <laughs>
2: nice um, now you can make that Chaser. higher but uh, Chuji, you wanted to discover stuff about her right? yeah okay so to discover stuff about her so you can either make me a Gokalore check a nature check a society check or a perception check
1: Oh, I'll
2: go Well, that's too fucking uh, bad. Fuck you. Yeah,
1: it's gonna be fucking. It's gonna be a perception check. Okay. Uh, secret?
2: Yeah. Alright, there you go. Okay, yeah. Uh, I think as she's speaking, you, uh, learn a little bit about her past. And, uh, she mm-hmm. says, Well, the Q family has bred horses and exotic mounts for the royal family for centuries, and. I was chosen as one of, uh, Lady Nyanfei's, uh, ladies-in-waiting, um, based on my talents for animals. Um, in addition to leading hunting trips for the Empress and overseeing care of the Royal mounts, I coordinate with the managers of the Icefang Aerie to ensure the city's working drakes are treated well and in good health. And I think... She's a horse girl. She is a horse girl. That's not even a joke. You got on the head. <laughs> She's a horse girl. She loves oh, animals. Okay. Um, Now that's all you know about it. You don't know her weaknesses. You don't know her resistances. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, you can tell she likes animals a lot. So nature checks are the easiest way to impress her by specifically demonstrating a strong connection with an animal. However, um, arcana or dragon lore would also work if you shared exceptional insights on the needs of drakes and dragons. Other than that... Intimidation, performance, society, diplomacy, deception. Whatever you like. But nature and arcana are the best ones.
4: Senku, this is all you.
1: (laughs) Yeah,
2: this is... I... Fuck, no. Well, Well, Sanku, you have one round of influence, so do you want to try and talk to her?
3: Uh, yeah, Senku can do that. He's really excited to talk to somebody else who likes dragons. His familiar is literally a small dragon.
2: You can, you can rope him into this as well. I'm sure that would uh, make her very appreciative.
3: I think it would make Lolo very appreciative. I think it would be
4: <laughs> another chance for Lolo to uh, boost his ego.
3: His ego? His ego is the size of Goku right now.
2: Huh. Um, should I roll first? Uh, yeah, you can roll first. Nature or Dragon Lore. Get yeah, up. No. Okay, you've rolled. And uh, speak to her. Sink is like, Oh, you like dragons? Oh, yes. Um,. I work with them quite a lot. I see you have a dragon yourself. Yeah, he's my familiar. Oh, is that so? Well, aren't mm-hmm. you just a handsome little man? He's like, yes, I am. I' like, oh, <laughs> oh my. He can talk. He's also my patron. That's so. It is so. I see. So you yourself, you are quite accustomed with the way of dragons then? Mm-hmm. Fascinating. I, I am very, very impressed. Um, what's your name, sir? My name is Lolo Sadagat, and I am an ancient dragon. Long ago, I ruled over a chain of islands in Minata. Alas, I was struck down by the greedy cosmic dragon. The cosmic dragon? The... The dragon who flies over the night sky? Yes, that one! In one of his few te- once-in-ten-year appearances, he, he and I had an argument over who will... D- He's doing the fucking speech. You know the <laughs>
3: word.
2: <why. laughs> Sank is letting him. She tuned out. I will happily let you know, however, you have discovered her weakness. She fucking oh. loves dragons. And if you speak to her about minions and mounts, uh, she will be very excited. But also, she's exhilarated by displays of speed. See. So, I see. I Masa- see. uh what Sanku, you have earned an extra influence point. So she has two influence points now.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh Masami, do you want to talk to Kyumaishai? Or would you like to try speak to one of the other patrons? The thing is Masami has
4: really high arcana, but they don't know jack shit about dragons really. <laughs> yeah, um, unfortunately
2: you would not just be able to flat roll arcana, you would need to be talking about dragons in this case.
4: Yeah, so I think Sanku has this handled. Uh, they're gonna try, see, and scope out the area, see who can, uh, who is a good target. <laughs> okay. So what I'll
2: say is you actually do notice that several of the patrons are deep in conversation already. Okay. Uh, Lady Varswani Vangarat has, uh, evidently chosen her victims. Uh, the Vudrin Weapons Maker is extremely deep in conversation with the Arms of Balance, the Vudrin Elemental Monks. Fair
3: enough,
4: you know? Fair enough. Stay close to home. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that sounds about right.
2: Yeah. yeah. Uh, Yensing Shirai is wandering. As she's wandering, she turns. And she turns to one group and she says, You four. You got the lowest odds. I'm betting on you. Huh? Oh. Ah. And Tino's toughest <laughs> looks around like, Us? Huh? What? <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> um, and Malaku's like, uh, Lady, Lady Jura, I appreciate it, but certainly, maybe you should look at, uh, no, I've already seen the betting pools, you have the lowest one, I'm going to put as much as I can into you. Oh my god. And Gig's like, wouldn't you prefer to see, no. Not at all. <laughs> I'm putting it, I'm going all in. Tino's toughest, I will be your sponsor.
4: I am locked
1: in. <laughs> there's only, there's
2: another patron who seems to be speaking very actively with another group. Uh-huh. And it's Lord Bukentagora, the okay. Lone Shark, uh-huh. the Spider mm. of Goka. Ooh. You guys want to guess which group he's talking to? I really wonder. Oh, I wonder which
3: one you would choose. I my guess is that he's talking to the students from Akampia.
2: Oh. <laughs> Smile. <laughs> quietly in the he back, can give them student loans. <laughs> quietly in the back, he's deep in conversation Stop. with Suetak Noir. Of course, of course he is. He is. Course. And I think Masami, you catch Siutak Noir's eyes, and she just like as she's speaking to him, her eyes drift up and bear into yours. She doesn't, like, she's not threatening you or anything, but she's looking directly into your eyes as she's speaking to this man. Jesus. So the I ones think Wasami left... makes
4: a show of it and, like, tosses their hair back, tosses their, like, <laughs> low ponytail back and then looks
2: away. <laughs> uh, the ones who are left are Aldenar Unmar, the uh Alchemist CEO. The man who super doesn't want to be here to him. He seems to be doing better now. Mm. You don't know what's going on there. Uh, Lady Malako Tao, the uh, businesswoman and uh, arcanist and school teacher, apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lady Zaisha, the fake smile uh, artist. Oh, goody. And uh, General Kaso the uh, mercenary captain who evidently has something going on with Aldenar. So out of those four Who are you most interested in Learning more about
4: Interested in learning about I would say probably like Hida and and, uh, Aldenar I want to know what the fuck the drama is However, Masami has a better chance (laughs) Of probably talking to uh, uh, Lady Dao or uh, Kasuhita
2: Well you can talk to Kaso and find out Maybe from him Oh
4: god, I don't want to Jesus Christ, do
2: I not want to make a first
4: bad impression? Um, well,
2: it won't necessarily be a first bad impression. Depending on how you play your cards. Oh <laughs> my goodness,
4: okay. <sighs> um, I think Masami's probably gonna try to like, from a distance, discover something about Kasahita, if they
2: can. Okay, so you don't want to talk to him, you just want to like Gage. are you tr- yeah okay you're trying to figure out from discussing with other people about Gita is that it e- yeah yeah okay um I want you to make me a Goka check uh, Goka lore check a athletics check or a society check and is it specifically you want to know what the goss is a little bit yeah yeah a little okay. bit okay Masami, you kind of like weave through other teams, you know, asking, hey, what's up with that? And eventually, Masami, you do get someone who knows. And it's Liang Shen. <coughs> okay. So you're, you're, like, kind of, like, going over to, like, the table with the food, and Shen is being all moody on his own, because, of course, he is yep. fucking Darcy-ass. Um, he, Stop. He looks up to you and says, uh, Takahara, right? With the Radiant twins." Yeah. Uh, is there a reason you're speaking to me rather than the sponsors? He says, not speaking to the sponsors himself.
4: <laughs> Could ask you the same thing. Um going hmm. up to people isn't exactly my forte as you can see from some of my other teammates as they kind of v- vaguely gesture to Senku who's being We're a gaming. sunshine rainbow very good with the crowd um,
3: you can see Senku from where you are and he's like actively telling a story about Lola or something he's like waving his hands around and he's smiling
2: Uh Shai is clapping for you <laughs>
4: uh, I, I, as you could probably tell from my fight i dabble in shadows, not outward conversation. <laughs>
2: I can relate to that. He says, "Fucking sun teamed." Right. Um. Anyway, do you have any
4: idea what's going on with the the mercenary guy and Alchemist CEO over there? Hmm. Probably has
2: to do with the divorce.
4: <laughs> I think Masami was didn't. probably mid-bite in something, and they almost choked her. Like, the, the what?
2: Yes. Well, twenty years ago, uh, mercenary captain Kassohida and uh, rising alchemical savant Uldinar Omar were the power couple of Goku From my oh other my time. god, oh my god! It Ooh. didn't work out for ah. them in the end, and uh, they recently, uh, within the last few years, signed for a divorce. I see. To my understanding, they've been avoiding each other as much as possible.
4: And the tournament kind of brought them into the same circle once again. Got it.
2: That would seem to be the case.
4: Yeah, no, I would. Under- yeah, that's understandable. Yikes.
2: General Hida seems to be doing relatively well for himself, all things considered. Um. Frankly, I would avoid speaking to Unmar. He's not worth your time. Hida, on the other hand, is a Respectable soldier, he values tactics and he values victory, and that's what you should be valuing as well. Oh, oh, <laughs> well, seems like up my alley. Hmm. So you know that to influence him, you would need to use warfare lore, athletics, diplomacy, deception, or intimidation. But warfare lore and uh, athletics specifically would be exhibiting knowledge of sound battle tactics. Okay, okay. Okay. So, you can't influence him now because this—it took you the half hour to find someone with the gossip. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Shen isn't even from around here. <laughs> How did he know this?
4: Asami's like, wait, hang on a second. You're. Okay, you must. It must have just been like gossip news that I wasn't really aware about. Uh, I.
2: I love gossip. <laughs> Noted. He says that uh, completely straight faced. It's not even like as i a, as a, <laughs> I'm trying to tell you more about myself. It's like fact. If you're if you're going to exist in the same space as me, Notice
4: Noted. If I need any more uh, if I need any more information without outwardly like talking to people, I'll go to you. Good. Thanks, Shen. Shen. Shen.
2: Yes, that'll do. Would
4: you prefer some? Would you prefer something else?
2: I would prefer nothing at all, but we'll do Shen.
4: All right. Fine. <laughs>
2: I think you can see, by the way, Masami out of the corner of your eye, Halspinda Stung, his uh, beast tamer, is clapping his hands together a little bit like, yes, he's speaking to other people. Let's fucking go. (laughs) Um, (sighs) uh, Hao Jin uh, kind of suddenly takes the... um, Hao Jin eventually takes the uh, center stage again, and she says, Alright, teams... We will now move you to the Ruby Village, provided to you by the kind patronage of Lady Z- uh, Zaishia and uh, Lady Kumai Shai, and uh, the uh, handmaiden that you're talking to, uh, Sanku. Uh, Kumai Shai says, "Oh, that's my cue. Uh, thank you very much for speaking with me. Always, both of you. Uh, thank you as well for showing some interest in me, uh, Master Chuji. Oh, yeah, of course. She smiles and bows to both of you, um, and she joins Hao Jin. And uh, Lady Fake Smile, uh, Zai Shia. <laughs> and uh, Lady Xia claps her hands together and says, We built you guys some uh, wonderful accommodation. Uh, we're going to show you around. And uh, if you have any questions about the architecture and the services, you can ask me. Um, and of course, uh, Lady uh, Q here has helped uh, make sure that everything is furnished to the Empress's tastes, which is to say, just as pretty as possible. So if you'd all like to follow me, everyone, this way, please. <laughs> and, uh, Hugh kind of... She, she does not seem to really enjoy the formalities that go with this, but she's going. Alright. Uh, you guys want to follow them to the... You have a few minutes to, to meet, uh, to speak to each other before you go to the Ruby Village, if you like. <laughs> yeah. You all group up as uh, everyone else is grouping up.
3: I think yeah. that went well.
1: You did pretty good. Yeah. Uh, thanks. I'm completely out of my fucking element. <laughs> no, no, you're
4: okay. Me too.
3: I know lots about dragons.
4: Um, I mean, I just kind of stuck to the shadows as I usually do, but I figured out what was going on between, uh, two guys who definitely didn't want to be here.
1: Yeah, what happened? Divorce.
3: <gasps> what? What? <Yeah. laughs>
4: Guess who I got the info from
3: Who? who? From
4: shiny boy over there, Shen
3: Are you serious? Yeah, I think Shen's
2: ears prick when he hears the word shiny boy He <laughs> turns and looks over his shoulder He doesn't know who said <laughs> it, but he heard someone say it <laughs>
3: He told you that? I'm surprised yeah, he wanted to talk to anybody Yeah, so uh, huh.
4: they, they they were a couple And then recently they uh, divorced uh, But I know who I'm going to talk to next uh, Hita over there Really, really into battle tactics so, uh, I might go that way.
1: <laughs> yeah! Well, we have like a week, right? We
4: do have a
2: week. Well, would you all like to go to the Ruby Village?
1: Yeah.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. And Ruby, Ruby, Ruby. Ah. Uh... Um, <clears throat> this is the lamest Ooh. joke I've done in this fucking campaign. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it is. <laughs> Yeah.
2: <laughs> Thanks, guys. Really helped my ego. Love you. You're welcome. <laughs> Dice will roll We'll turn after these messages.
0: Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust proof stainless steel hardware, weather ready teak, and quick dry foam cushions.
2: We now return to Dice Will Roll. So the Ruby Village itself, it is a special block of housing in uh, Goka's cliffside court uh, district, specifically made for the grand occasion. It is immaculate and uh, the well-appointed houses here are in typical Goka style. Uh, in order to give you all a glimpse of daily life in the city which you know most of you are accustomed to but other teams not so much you know you can mm-hmm. see uh, Winter's Roar ooing and eyeing, and you see like the biting roses uh, like discussing and pointing out uh, like arches and stuff and you're like guys come on it's not that impressive <laughs> yeah um it's okay, it's a little impressive. I'll give you that much. Um, the houses are identical in layout as well as accommodations. The floors and roofs are made of glazed tiles. The walls are made of stone halfway up to the first story and then tick dark wood from there to the awnings. Each domicile is about 2,000 square feet with a single main entrance that leads to a broad courtyard surrounding a large fruit tree. The building itself surrounds the courtyard on three sides. Uh, doorways from the courtyard lead to separate small sleeping rooms for each contender a spacious living room with a small heart and best of all a communal bathing area with a small stone pool that overlooks the cliffside court and the bay beyond oh,
5: my oh there's a yeah lot,
2: there's a lot of attendants who are like on hand to provide hot water meals um pro- collapsible privacy screens anything else that you may need during your stay um most of the teams are already, like, just setting up and going into their own places. But um, I will say that uh, Lady Kyumai Shai and Lady uh, Zaishia are both here as well. And uh, they're the ones giving the tour. But you could have an influence round with both of them if you'd like. Ooh. Okay. Okay. So what do you guys do? You all have one action to influence them.
3: I think Senku wants to talk to Kyumai Shai again. She likes dragons and the other lady, may, uh, she makes him nervous. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, so Sanku, do you just go up the shy and, like, we don't have to roleplay this out. Like, as soon as she has a moment, you're like, you know, another thing about dragons?
3: <laughs> yeah, Senku uh, goes up and is like, hey, more dragon talk.
2: Yeah, she, I think she completely reciprocates when you're like, I think actually she starts, like, you come up and talk to her about dragons. She comes up and she's like, you know what? Let me tell you about the drakes in this city.
3: <laughs> oh, he is so down. <laughs> Would you like
2: to roll me a Dragon Lord check? Yeah. Holy shit, not twenty. Oh, okay.
3: <laughs> Alright.
2: <laughs> uh yeah, you are really impressing her. Holy shit. Yeah, um, that's four. That's four total. You've got four influence points with her. For a record, you can get eight max. Well, that's a lot on the first day and the first hour. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Um, I think she just really likes you, Sanku. I think, uh, Q just thinks you're fucking awesome. She's like, hell yes, someone else who cares about dragons as much as I do, let's go. And she tells you, I think, all about the Icefang Airy. And she's like, um, so I think you've probably noticed, but, um, we have a lot of drakes in Goka. Um, and literally oh. as she's saying this, she just gestures to the sky and off on the horizon you see several drakes just flying around huh you, you are a Gokan native so you have seen them before but she's giving yeah. you a special insider info mm. um, drakes are often used for racing here but also they'll be used for any number of things, delivery security, whatever, it is important that the dragons of Goka are kept respected and taken care of the Ice Fang Aerie is where we do it. It's like a 10-level pagoda. Uh, it's from here that most of the dragons uh, will begin and end their day. Um, in fact, I have a lot of connections in the Ice Fang Aerie. If you'd like to come visit sometime. I'd love that. So you have actually been invited to uh, the Ice Fang <laughs> All three of you, if you wanted to see a load of dragons at some point. Ooh, okay. It's also see. like a tourist destination, so it kind of would be cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's four points. Uh, Masami and Shuji, you could also continue trying to impress her, or you could figure out more about uh, uh, Lady Zaishia. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, if you'd like to discover about her, if you'd like to just try to impress her, it's up to you.
1: It wouldn't hurt to try to discover something about her.
2: Yeah, for sure. Let's try that. Society perception or art slash theater lore.
1: It's going to be perception for me, baby.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Once again.
2: Holy shit, not 20! What's going Holy on? Shit. Yo. <laughs> I think, Chuji, you know a little bit about her. Mm-hmm. Like, already. Um, you know that uh, she shares her surname with the founder of Goka, but uh, she does not share Shai Xiao's love of buildings. Rather, her interests mm-hmm. center on the operas, concerts, and other performances within Goka's most storied theaters. Um, her incredible influence and financial aid have formed a foundation for many of the city's most beloved performers and troops. But she is also notoriously picky with whom she chooses to patronize. So there is much hubbub this year about her selection of a new unknown singer. Uh, a Kwanlai singer, Kwanlai Kwan is a nation of Tengu, named Razu. Razu. Uh, She picked this guy seemingly completely out of nowhere. No one had ever heard of him, but he's suddenly taken the city by storm. I think you actually saw uh, several posters of Razu uh, around um, the city. Um, Like all sorts of stuff about him. Um, Like apparently he does music with elemental help uh, from the plane of air. Mm
5: -hmm.
2: And nobody knows where she found him it just kind of happened and now everyone's like holy shit Razu fever <laughs> so I think when you're not 20 what I'm going to do is I'm not going to make you use your influence round with that I think you just know that and as you're approaching it with Sammy you're like hey psst, this is what I know
5: uh-huh.
2: so you could make another uh, another uh, influence check against her if you like the things to influence what would her, the checks be <laughs> yeah those would be um, theater lore or society intimidation or performance diplomacy or deception
1: I want to be real with you. All of those are zero. <laughs> oh, God.
2: Okay,
4: so I but ha- my options then are perception, deception, and society. What does deception?
2: Um, oh, you could just lie and say you love theater.
1: <laughs> yeah, Chuji comes up behind Masami and they're like, hey, that lady's like the, 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 the fucking guy, the guy, the, the tengu guy who could sing really good. Razu? Right?
4: The one of the posters?
1: Yeah, Razu. Yeah. You. I don't know. Say that you went to go see one of his
4: shows or something. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, I guess. Not really very <laughs> super musically inclined, so this is gonna be really bad. <laughs> okay. Uh, slide. And I'm pretty good at that. But Jesus. Okay. All right. I'll think of something. Um, <laughs> Masabi, I think, kind of like speeds up a little bit. Um, hmm. Until they're kind of, like, nonchalantly walking next to her with their hands in their pocket. Like... Mm -hmm. So... You... you're the sponsor for Ratsu,
2: right? Oh, yeah, you've seen the posters? Oh, aren't they just gorgeous? I really wanted... To, I, I made them red because I feel red and really makes black pop. Uh, I know they're a little stark, but hey, I felt, you know, if we're going with a Ruby team for the Ruby Phoenix, why not go the whole mile? Have you ever seen Razu perform? Uh, I have, actually. <gasps> wow, that's a, yeah, he's only done a few performances so far in public, so you're one of the lucky few, Dan. Do you want to make a deception check? I want to see make sure her deception to <laughs> that.
5: Check. Here we go.
2: Ooh, that, the rollback saved your life. That was nearly on that one. Woo. <gasps> she looks at you, and she blinks, and she believes you. And she's like, <laughs> well, you know, if you'd like to go see him again, he's performing, like, daily now and, um okay. you know, I was thinking I might take Q and Kaso, uh and come down and see, and uh, we'll, I'll probably give out some tickets to other teams who want to see him. You can just, like, come down any day, and we'll be there. Okay? Sounds great. Thanks. So, that's another thing. You will now be able to go see Razu. Huh. So, and that's earned you one influence point. <laughs>
4: alright, well, thanks for the tip. And they kind of slowed down their speed to where they're back with Juji, and they're like, alright, so, I don't know how that works, but I can now see him whenever I want to.
1: Oh, shit. It <laughs> worked pretty well, I, I think. Guess, like, wow.
4: They're, they're, she was saying about handing, like, tickets to other teammates, but I guess we just have the privilege? Question mark. Cool. It's it's time for me to try to fucking schmooze this girl, but... (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully at some point get something genuine out of her. (laughs) Then again, who am I to say?
2: I just lied to her face. (laughs) 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 Okay, so... It is starting to get a little late in the day. If you all want to retire to your rooms, you can. And uh, we'll be able to start the week-long preparation before uh, the Ruby Phoenix Tournament begins. Okay. So, basically, the way this is going to work is that uh, you guys will be able to do any one thing per day, right? Mm-hmm. And you have seven days, and going to events where the sponsors will be will allow you to impress them. And also just see the city and see cool stuff, you know? Hmm. Um. So... So, you guys tuck into your uh, little room. It's warm. Very, very traditional Goka. Uh, Goka is essentially fantasy Hong Kong. Um, mm-hmm. So, it's it's got a lot of similarities visually and aesthetically to that. Although there is, like, influence from the rest of... It's kind of like Absalom. It's not just Byzantium. It's got influence from other cities, too. And this isn't just Hong Kong. It's got influence from Japan. It's got influence from Korea, etc., etc. You know?
5: Mm-hmm.
2: but it, it it is there and it's a lovely little uh, room you can see a beautiful cherry orchard or a beautiful fruit tree in the middle of this kind of arena of or this kind of spread of houses and uh, there's a common old bath that you'll probably be able to use many times when you're here, etc, etc mm-hmm. how you guys do? <laughs> Senko kind of flops <laughs> So
1: oh. I signed up for a fighting tournament I really didn't anticipate having to talk to people.
3: <laughs> I mean, I knew, I, I knew we were gonna talk to people. I'm just
4: an entire week, though. God. Ugh.
3: Can't my like punches
1: do the talking? No, can I just like please? beat the shit out of someone and have that be my <laughs> no. I don't sponsorship.
3: I don't think you can.
1: Sometimes I the,
2: wish. The funny thing is that yeah, you'll be able to impress people by doing feats of strength.
3: <laughs> Shuji wants you once,
4: so bad. Well, I mean, we have an entire week. Maybe it's not all gonna be, like, discussing, discussion and talking and possibly lying.
3: But I hope not. Hopefully.
1: Um, but hey, since we're all back in Goka, maybe we should do something together one day. Yeah, I think we should.
4: Alright. I mean, there's always the markets, there's always some things to get food, uh... There are also, like, a bunch of different tourist sites that we haven't been to in a long-ass time.
3: True. Oh, Yeah. That'd be fun. Uh, um, don't. By the way, don't don't tell my parents. Uh, don't don't tell my parents about my arm, please.
4: I mean, that's yeah. not ours. That's not our thing to tell. That's. I'll be honest, Sanku, That's kind of your thing to say to them.
1: Um, yeah, I'm kind of
3: surprised you haven't. Well, I haven't <laughs> really seen them that much. I don't. It wasn't a big deal. Are you gonna tell them?
1: not that you have to but it's kind of a hard thing to hide isn't it
3: well um i i i don't know i you've seen my parents i don't know if they're going to take that well right sorry
2: lolo is in the corner and he's not saying anything but he is like watching and there's obvious concern on his face but he's not saying anything for once he's mm-hmm. shutting up <laughs>
1: um I mean, yeah. Take that at your own pace. Yeah. Thank you.
4: It's just something to think about, I think.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Senku does not intend on telling his family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: Chuji like tries to cut through the, that a uh, little bit of the awkward air and is like, uh hey, it was good to see Hiroshi again.
4: <laughs> yeah, um I mean if we if we ever want to go to like the market or anything or ever need want to get a bite to, a bite to eat, like he'll give he'll treat us to something, I know for sure. <laughs> Granted, it'll probably yeah. also be an opportunity for him to <laughs> for you guys to watch him kick my ass again, but
5: I oh, know whatever <laughs> will <yeah>. I do
4: <laughs> Listen, when you have a teacher like them you learn to be humble. <laughs>
2: Uh, I'd like to ask, has Nasami ever bet Hiroshi?
4: No. Never. Not once. Yeah.
2: Fascinating. Oh, jeez, he must be, have a really hard uh, high-level stat block, huh? I say looking at his stat block. Um, <laughs> what
3: level is he? Uh, fucking 18. <laughs> yeah. Oh my shit. god! Yeah,
2: he's just uh, he's strong. There's very few NPCs in the world who are, like... Like, mo- most kings and queens are, like, level 12 or 13. Hiroshi is more strong than a king or queen. He's a fucking crime boss, okay? <laughs> he does a little bit more fighting than your average monarch. Um, um, so, do you guys want to get some sleep? Wait till the morning and uh, see how Goka is? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay morning comes welcome everyone to the city of wonders day, day one. one start
5: Stop.
2: so big city goka is sprawling um it's kind of like divided over tree uh, outlets of land uh and there's like uh two rivers running through the city uh, there are bridges that pass through them um, and a lot of crowds like a lo- mm. lot of crowds um, other, pe- other teams kind of make their way into the city as well but Jesus there's just so many people and so many things to do uh, a few of the things that you would be able to do uh, there is the um, obviously as you've been told you can visit uh, Razu at the uh, Grand Opera House which would be mm-hmm. uh, a fa- fantastic evening out, um, and you'd be able to impress uh, several uh, patrons there. Uh, you could make your way to the Grand, uh, sorry, to the Ice Fang Aerie to see several dragons uh, and see all sorts of cool dragony things. Mm-hmm. Um, something I think that, Chuji, you notice that you. Yeah surprises you mm-hmm. is flyers adver- or not flyers um, several uh, large posters uh, and billboards as it were which are advertising something at the museum that your mother works with oh the Ruby Phoenix exhibition a whole um focus on the history of the ruby phoenix her past her future and or the many treasures she's helped collect Mm -hmm. you're you are well aware to that your mother is like the head coordinator at a museum though she does prefer to call herself a collector rather than a curator yeah she did not mention this to you
1: yeah judy is thinking about that it
2: seems to be partially uh, sponsored by the Pathfinder Society a group of adventurers and uh, knowledge seekers who 10 years ago sent a team into the Ruby Phoenix tournament which won the event (laughs) so that seems to be a thing that is happening um, multiple times Mm -hmm. this week so you'll be able to visit uh, the Icefang Airy, the uh, Grand Museum of Goka, the Empress Yin Opera House, or, of course, the thing that Masami has mentioned a few times now, the Never Ending Market of Goka. Okay. The, you, a place that you've seen through uh, the Stone Markets recently, but not the ting itself. Mm-hmm. of course if there's anything else that you'd like to see that you know about you can certainly just go to it but those are your options so it's day one a moon day what do you guys do that's Fancy Monday by the way
3: yeah
1: do you guys have any thoughts
2: hmm um
1: uh as they're like standing in the city Shuji's definitely like staring at those like big posters um kind of a look uh, and... they're like... Oh. She didn't tell me about that.
4: Wait. You're... She didn't tell you... About... The thing that you're... Completely passionate about, that's just at her museum? Yeah, no. Hmm.
1: Kind of a... Kick to the teeth with that one, Mom. Wow. Uh... Well, we can check it out later. Where do you guys want to go? Sure. Yeah. All
4: right, well, um, our other options are... I'm not sure how much of a musical mood either of you are in. I don't know anything about this fucking musician, so I'm not sure if I even want to go.
1: I don't know if I've ever been in what can be described as a musical mode.
2: <laughs> <laughs> in fairness, it's more opera than musical.
1: Yeah. Well,
3: operas music.
2: Yeah. Well I'm talking it's not so much a musical, so much as it is a beautiful piece of I mean yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: musical with no words. Yeah, that's all operas are.
3: Um, I don't know. Personally, I'd like to visit the Ice Wing area. Um, and Senku points in the direction of it. It's got tons of drakes, and we were invited, and I think it'd be fun. And I like Miss Q. We could yeah, do
4: that. Yeah, I mean, curry more favor with her. That'd be- I think that'd be great.
2: Mm-hmm. You guys are sucking up the kuma as hard as you can.
4: We're Probably already fine, halfway
2: though. there. Come on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Who's richer than the fucking uh, right hand of the Emperor? Other than so the spider.
2: <laughs> Okay, yeah, yeah. Despite okay, but he's he's rich off other people's money. That's fair. Yeah. Which most monarchs also are, but no. We'll... You know.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, here's here's the thing. What's more impressive than getting sponsored by the lady in waiting to the empress of the country you're in because you impressed her that hard?
1: Yeah.
2: Okay. Well, if you would like to, you can make your way down to the Icefang Harry. Okay. Let's go. Okay, so uh, you guys stomp on down. Uh, it is a massive rookery. Uh, it towers over uh, Goka's northern shoreline and in terms of grandeur, it competes with many other incredible structures in that area like the Seven Dragons Bridge to the west and the Goka Imperial University to the north. Uh, the Ice area itself is styled like a pagoda with 10 enormous levels. Uh, the area houses over 500 of Goka's drake inhabitants and is the launching point for nearly all the city's famous drake races. Um, as you guys kind of approach, you are uh, greeted by several attendants. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, one of them steps forward and says, uh, You must be the Radiant Winds, correct? Mm-hmm. That is correct. Lady Q I uh, s- said that we might expect you sometime this week. Uh, what a wonderful thing to have multiple teams present in a one day. Multiple? Oh, yes. Um, another team, uh, Winter's Roar, I believe, visited earlier. Uh, I believe they're still inside now. Oh. Oh.
1: Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I don't have anything against them.
2: The attendants... Uh, one of the attendants, you're speaking, it clears the also, present, you'll find uh, General Hida and uh, Lady Malaika Tao. So, that's the uh, mercenary chief and the uh, magic queen who are here to be impressed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, of course, Lady Kumashai herself. Okay. Uh, you uh, take these tags, you'll be able to get past the uh, regular tourism areas and see the dragons yourselves up close and personal. Okay. And uh, you're all each given some uh, some coins. They all send smile and wave. And you guys can uh, make your way up if you like. Yeah. Y'all head up? Yep. Yeah. Well, holy shit. There's a lot of drakes here. Um, holy shit. They're like smaller dragons. They're not like big boys. Uh, although they can speak mostly in Draconic. Uh, and mostly they're mm. like roosting. Um, you actually don't find any uh, people like you're supposed to uh, on the first two floors except for these roosting drakes oh Sanku speaks to your oh yeah okay well thank you. you can have conversations with these drakes uh, most of them are just very pleasantly surprised to have a tourist here who actually bothers to learn the language and they're very snide about huh. how most tourists don't even bother <laughs> I can't they just come to gawk at us like with some kind of cheap trick well you know I've won several drake races
3: I'm obsessed with them. Oh my! <laughs> um,
2: but eventually, you make your way up to uh, the third floor, and you know what? Mm-hmm. Not a great sight what awaits you. Oh my God! Oh. Well, you find Winter's Roar. Uh. uh. <sighs> Four people in furs and hide armor, the members of Team Winter's Roar, stand in the center of the massive but empty room that composes the entire third floor of the Icefang area. They are surrounded on all sides by twelve drakes that snort with disdain and paw the floor angrily. Uh, The room itself is this massive arena, but to the back of them, like behind them, is a basically a massive balcony which overlooks the city. This is where the drakes would launch from their uh, roosting. They're not launching right now. They're surrounding the uh, fighters of Winter's Roar. Uh Uh-oh.
3: Okay.
2: And they're snarling and snorting, and Winter's Roar is snarling and snorting back.
3: Uh, hello? What's going on? Hi. Uh
2: the the dragon the, one of the dragons the drake kind of turns these are all by the way i will say frost drakes they are uh, cold blue with uh bitter eyes and sharp needle-like teeth okay um these dragons they basically they don't have uh arms they just have legs and wings mm-hmm and uh long long tin horns and like studs down their backs and spines and uh, one of them turns, and turns to you and says more of you. wonderful. are you going to insult us as well
3: uh no say, he says that in common no of course not did you say something to insult them
2: uh I think um it's uh Kel Pashar the uh person with the shield and shrine who stands forward and says we said nothing but the truth oh no what did you say um, and Trough Frost Knuckles T, uh, Bugbear cracks his knuckles a little bit and says, We just asked him a few questions and they took offense. It's not our fault.
4: What questions?
2: <laughs> and, uh, Bjorn over there says, Their weaknesses? You can't just. We, you can't
3: what? just ask that. That's not. S- Way to go, man.
2: They speak at the fucking Drake Force. They speak of being dragon slayers.
1: <laughs> oh,
4: my god, this is not something that you should bring Whoa. up in conversation.
2: Uh, and the usually ever calm and ever clear-headed Sigrid Beale snarls and says, "These lesser linens do not scare us. Oh my Step God. aside, radiant wind.
3: D- please don't kill the dragons in the dragon in the place where dragons are being <laughs> kept."
2: All of them are roaring, and one of them kind of comes up close to you, saying, "Friends of yours, they Are you sympathize with dragon slayers?" L- Lolo on your shoulder, <laughs> Sanku's like, Sanku, is that true?
3: No! no! Oh my god! Wow. I'm trying to say- I'm trying to tell them to stop.
2: We didn't even ask them for their weaknesses, uh, Sigrid says with a grunt. We simply asked about the weaknesses of Lino's. And, uh, <sighs> One of the traces. We've never even met, Linnor.
3: Would you ask? Would, would you ask a fish for my weakness?
2: If I was a fish hunter, perhaps.
3: But, why?
2: Oh, my goodness. Um. <laughs> what the fuck, man? Yorn puts up their hands, and they're like, "Perhaps we should all calm down." And the other, like, Kel's like, "No, we do not calm down. We do not apologize." Guys. But you,
3: you could. And Guys. then, then you wouldn't make a scene. They.
4: they these are trained dragons they're keeping and, are them under, and they're keeping them under watch and protecting them this is goka you're in
1: yeah you're not back at home this now. is different
4: it's not something you ask about an, even if you're asking about another dragon you don't ask another you don't ask dragons about weaknesses generally
2: speaking <laughs> Yeah. Sanku, I cannot believe you would associate with such people.
3: Oh my god! (laughs) You've literally been listening to every conversation I've had with them. How did you not know?
2: (laughs) Um, (laughs) Sigrid, I will remind you, Sigrid only has one arm. Her other arm, like, her sleeve is, like, tied into a knot. And she, but, like, her hand is, like, inching towards that uh, battle axe that she definitely cannot hold in one hand. And she looks into this Drake's eyes and says, we have not done anything to provoke them. We asked them about dragons; they've never even met. It is not our fault they took offense.
4: It's a bit of a faux pas, don't you think?
2: Yeah. Kel steps forward, and like they're holding that trident, and it like sparks with electricity. I am a, dr- I have taken up a dragon slayer's oath, and I will not be, I will not be intimidated by these creatures. And Trough nods and says, mm-hmm. "What do you say?" Uh, and you... I think one of the drakes turns to you silently and says, "Well, pick a side." Which of us do you think is in the right?
1: Uh, oh <laughs> maybe we could just all shut the fuck up and not fight.
2: Ha! So you have sided with the aglessor. And- no, I'm not. I would say they're a fucking thanks to you. We're stew. neutral parties uh, here. Look. These interlopers must pay until they learn to properly respect their hosts. Oh my god.
3: Maybe they could just leave.
2: Maybe they could. By
4: eating them.
3: No, no, no. Oh, no, oh my goodness. Leaving.
4: They they tried to. Masami tries to look back and (laughs) look for literally any attendant to
2: help. Uh, None. None whatsoever. (sighs) Jesus. The way this is, you can try to count them down, but it's not going to be easy. You've already done some great roleplay. You need to make three consecutive high DC diplomacy checks. Otherwise, I think their temper is going to snap. Um, that's not gonna come from... Uh, that <laughs> almost
4: certainly probably could not come from Sami. Well,
2: it could be diplomacy, or intimidation, or Neither deception. Oh, okay. Not, okay, no, 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 no dragon one. lore. Um... No dragon lore. Unfortunately, it is a social
4: encounter here. I was actually uh, thinking about doing something with the zombie's magic. Um, oh, yeah? How far... How far do you think the nearest attendant would be, or, like, the nearest high-ranking person that would
2: be taking care of dragons? Uh, I think you probably passed some when you entered into the private areas. Would you say
4: about 120
2: feet? Uh... How tall is a 10-story building? It's probably a little (laughs) taller than that. Well, no, because you're on the second... Basically, you need to reach two floors down. Two floors, two floors, two so, floors. Oh! Well, the total height of a 10-story building is about 110 feet. Cool! So I'd say you could definitely... I'd say you could definitely contact one. Okay, um... What if I...
4: <laughs> um... What's the girl's name again, the the lady-in-waiting?
2: Oh, uh, Kyumashai? Yeah, what if I contacted her? <laughs> What have you contacted her?
4: Yeah, just okay. help, assistance, um, Jarek's on the loose.
2: Okay, what are, what are you casting? Message. Okay, message. And, uh, this is going to be a strange question. When you reply to message, is it verbal? or Like, when you say use message, is it verbal or is it mental?
4: It does, yes, it is a voice component. Uh... You mouth the words quietly but instead of coming out of your mouth they're transferred directly to the ears of the targets while others can't hear your words any better than if you normally mouth them the target can hear you hear your words as if they're standing next to you okay. the target can give a brief response and reaction or as a free action on their next turn if they wish but they must be able to they must be able to see you to be within range to do so. hmm.
2: okay well masami what you get back is oh no i'm not here i'll come get you Which... Do you wanna make a perception check? Sure... Yeah... What the fuck was that? What the fuck was that? That was so obviously fake. What? What do you mean you're not here? You're obviously within range! Huh. For some reason, she does not seem to be... interested in helping. Okay? Wow. Fine, alright. That's fine. Do you want to see your deception? Do you guys want to try it out? You need to get three consecutive successes. One failure, and this descends into combat. <laughs> uh, Misami
4: could also try.
2: <laughs> Just okay. lie
1: about it. I have a plus zero to both.
2: Yeah, roll public.
1: Ugh. <laughs> uh. I fucking love social encounters, but you're killing me, I'm playing a non-charismatic character. <laughs> Don't worry, there will be the other
2: ones where it works. what do you roll, Second? I rolled a 33. Okay, what do you say?
3: I think Winter's roar was wrong, but I also think you shouldn't eat them.
2: The cl- dragon closest to you whips his head and looks at you and says, He's blaming us. Beat him. Literally, who? And all of them seem to be like leering and snapping. Six of them. Six of them start approaching you. Six of them start approaching Winter's Roar. And Sigrid Beale exhales as, finally, I've really, really needed to do this. Winter's Roar. There's a flash of light from the side of her body, and coming out from her, from her arm. ...is a new arm made entirely of magic.
5: A, fool.
2: a mage hand but it's a mage arm. And she now holds mm-hmm. that massive battle axe in both hands. And starts, uh, she kind of, like, grits her teeth, eyes wide, and then, like, sparkling with magic uh holds their trident as it starts to also like flicker with lightning trough frost knuckles cracks his n- frost knuckles and bjorn ramel looks to you sanko and offers a sympathetic uh... the tree of you you are surrounded by these drakes who are approaching and seemingly lady kumashai is nowhere to help you
1: i mean we're gonna beat the shit out of the other team right
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: like fuck them they're the ones who fuck with the drakes! I'm not fighting the drakes, I'm fighting them! Are you kidding? <sighs>
4: okay, this could've been avoidable. Literally, none of this could've been- This could not- This- This would not have been an issue, you people, please!
2: Well, one of the dragons leaves forward, and says, And you, fish boy, you look good on a plate of fries! Alright,
4: now that one I'm what taking personally.
2: Lolo's like, "Sanker, you must slay these dragons! Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so everyone at uh, 12 dragons versus two teams in the ice fang airy they surge forward hissing with serpentine might and we are going to roll initiative
1: we're gonna be in so much fucking trouble
2: This episode of Dice Will Roll would not have been possible without the support of our patrons Dasha Clancy, Ari Graham, Giratina, Nex, Minty Belmont, Anna and Hopi, GP Dora, Marshmallow Berry, Sarissa, Feric Falcon, Luis Loza, Ares, Alexander Criswell, Skyly, Blurstalion, Kendra West, Ren, Jim Lee Tritt, Transgirl Trish, Platonic, Bal Punyon, Johnny the Catman, Matthew Wilson Crestovich Tilan and Shark, Fearin, Vich HD, Jay Snooks, Zenith Drums, Josh Heathcote, Torbjorn, Sophia Valera G. Barbera, Luke, Gideon, Sarah B., Seth, Ravona Darkglow, Dolore, Kira, Lichelope, Gizmo, Matthew, Cass, Fable McEldove, Eva, Chris Lutton, Remty Bright, Lonesome Chunk, Steph, Sean C., Natasha Lumley, Rhiannon C., Ellie, Jenna Mitchell, Kane Kendrick, Triceratops, Gray Kitsune, Anna Maria, Roxy, Jordan, Cynical Spinstress, Emily Loderna, John the Bookhorder, SS66seeker, and Dame Valerie Latter. Special thanks to the patrons behind the guest characters for this episode. Sigrid Beal by Kendra West, Bjorn Rammel by Seth, and Kel Pachar by John the Bookhorder. If you'd like to see what you can get for helping us keep it rolling, check out patreon.com slash today!